This is Pragmatic Follow-Up Part A for Episode 9, The Internet Makes It Even Better. I'm Ben Alexander, and my co-host is John Chigi. Hey, John. Hey, Ben. Thanks for that. I had a a bunch of follow-up on this particular episode. I'm going to start with uh, some follow-up from Tim Clifford via Twitter. Now, I had said uh, that IFTT uh, is one of those examples of a free service that um, essentially could go away at any time. Uh, and if it did, then some a lot of the usefulness, if it because it does interconnect with some home, home automation products, that that usefulness would then be would disappear. So, it, and I suggested that if you were to get a paid version, or I would have far more confidence that they have a more sustainable business model, longer term, and are less likely to just disappear. Still, not a guarantee, of course, but you know, less likely is good. However, there is another option. You can use something called uh, Zapier or Zapier. I don't know which way it's supposed to be pronounced, but in any case, uh, there's a link in the show notes. And Zapier is essentially, it has a free tier. Every action, they call it a a Zap, hence the name, hence why I suggested Zapier. Um, Anyway, five Zaps and you can have, yeah, you can have uh, as those apps run every 15 minutes, maximum of 100 tasks per month, and that's free. So you can have a muck around that see if it's useful to you. But if you're serious, then you can get the basic package, then the business package, then the business plus package for prices and whatever on their website. Uh, so what they do is they give you a, a sliding scale and you can choose how deep you want to go with that automation. So, and I think, uh, and, and this is not a recommendation necessarily, this is simply an alternative that... Uh, uh, that uh, Tim suggested, and I think that it's it's worth investigating if you are into that sort of thing and you want to be with a product that is more likely to be around later. I've actually used I've used Zapier actually, uh, and actually I started using it when they were still pretty new because I remember actually getting emailing back and forth with I think one of the lead guys there asking for something. They've they've actually come quite a ways, but uh, at at the time I'm looking at my old zaps here because I haven't used it recently, but uh, I had uh, was working on a project where all us coders wanted to use Pivotal, Pivotal Tracker, but all the biz guys wanted to use Basecamp, and uh, I didn't want to write anything to kind of sync things up, and they just had a little system for bouncing things back and forth, and it worked really well. And I also am using it for here's the magic of automation, right? I forgot I even had this. I'm using it. On one of the podcasts, when I publish new, when new episodes get published, something gets copied back to my Dropbox, and I'm not sure what. Okay, it's it, 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 uh, Zapier has a bit more of like an enterprise bent. Um, yeah, of course, and uh, a lot more integrations. Um, but it's, it's pretty cool. I, I would recommend it, uh, even though I haven't used it recently. It was it was pretty neat. I love these kind of things, and one that you can actually pay for. Is more likely to be around. So, yeah. yeah. So, look, fa- thank you, Tim, uh, Tim Clifford, for that. Thank you very much. Much appreciated. And, uh, okay. So, the next piece of feedback I got was uh, something else I mentioned during the episode was my uh, depression at the fact that LogMeIn was uh, losing its free tier. Suggestion came from two people, actually uh, Glenn Impet and Mike Owertley, who's, uh, you know, given us uh, some feedback in the past. So, uh, thank you. Friend of the show. Yeah, friend of the show. And he suggested some, or they, they both suggested TeamViewer. Now, TeamViewer is, again, uh, more heavily slanted as, a, as an enterprise sort of product, but they still have their free tier. So for, for private 
use, you can you know use it for whatever you like. However, if you want to use it for uh, commercial purposes, then you need to you know pay for it. And uh, some of the pricing plans, I mean, they start at like uh, in terms of Australian dollars anyway, about seven hundred dollars Australian uh, for the for the standard business version, and it goes up quite a bit from there as you go to the premium and corporate plans but the point is that for the average individual for the for the for me it's the perfect sort of replacement uh you know for for log me in so you i think you were saying that you'd actually played with team viewer uh, that was a while ago though yeah i just reinstalled it here to refamiliarize myself and uh yeah it's like log me in but it also has this uh like uh citrix webex kind of um you do an instant meeting i think you can do sort of like a collaborative not just screen sharing, but like document sharing. Um, again, a little bit more business focused. Might be a little overkill for what your use case is, but it was it was pretty decent. I liked it. So again, uh, not something that I've personally have used, but it may be worth your while to uh, to look into it if you're looking for a replacement to your uh, log me in for remote access. So uh, thank you very much uh, to both Mike and Glenn for uh, pointing me in the in the direction of that. Uh, the last piece of uh, feedback I just want to quickly mention uh, comes from uh, Sasha Noyes via our feedback form. Thank you very much for this. And this is regarding uh, DRM on internet-connected devices. I didn't really talk about this uh, so much uh, in the actual episode, but it's a very valid point is that there are some companies that are doing a essentially a kill switch so your device connects to the to the network and it phones home and it'll be innocuous it'll be you know i need to go back to the main server of company blah and just report in and just check in and say right well i'm a photocopier i've done a thousand pages or ten thousand pages and they may aggregate that information and come up with an email oh you should probably get your printer serviced, and we can offer this for you for whatever dollars. But it could also be used for more nefarious purposes. Let's say that you're renting a piece of equipment and you haven't paid your bill. Uh, well, they could disable it, and next time it checks in on the network, it's told your payments have uh, you've skipped the last three you know payments on your rental for this machine, and uh, we are now going to you know kill do the kill switch. And you know, there's, and you may think, oh, that's okay. Well, I'll just not not connect it to the network. But some of these machines are such that if you don't connect them to the network and you don't actually check in, then you won't be able to use the machine. So you get to this this point of uh, it's 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 almost a way of doing uh, kind of like software license keys, but for hardware devices. Mm-hmm. So your hardware devices are now tied in the same way that a license key would be for, uh, let's say, Windows or Microsoft Windows or you know any any piece of professional software you would you would care to mention and it's something i didn't address in the episode and it's a very very good point i personally have not come across this however i have heard of it happening and uh sasha mentions a cnc machine uh they were aware of where they a kill switch was applied to it so uh it's definitely another aspect of you know the internet makes it all better well it also means more control uh, in some cases, for the original equipment manufacturers, so something to be wary of. 